Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. You may have heard the phrase critical race theory being bandied around in the past week. It started when One Nation leader Pauline Hanson moved a motion in Parliament to ensure it doesn't get placed into the updated school curriculum. Hard to imagine you know much about critical race theory, but know this, we will not stop fighting against systemic racism. We will not stop fighting for people who are marginalised and discriminated against every single day. Some say it's a win for those pushing an agenda. Some say it's a loss for our children to learn how the system works against people of colour. Some say it promotes racism. Others say it helps end it. So today, we look at what critical race theory actually is and why it's all of a sudden become the buzz phrase of the day. One week ago today, One Nation leader Pauline Hanson moved a motion in Parliament calling for critical race theory to be removed from the Australian curriculum. And we're supposed to apologise for the factors that that because we're white, Mm, we're supposed to be the oppressors, we're the white privileged, but Mm. it's not. We are not a racist country. The fact is we, the taxpayers, give monies to people who come here of different coloured skins and we give them the opportunity to learn English, to actually blend into our society. We are not a racist nation. I refuse to accept that. There are some people that are racist. They are bigots. Yes, by all means. But the general public are not racist and Mm. I will not accept it. By a vote of 30 to 28, the Senate supported the notice of motion put forward by Hanson. To be clear, though, critical race theory is not currently part of the Australian curriculum, nor is it part of the proposed revision of the curriculum. The changes would teach the very basic premise of how the experience of First Nations people differs to those of white Australians. So what actually is critical race theory, and why has it just become an issue now? Well, let's head over to the US first. After taking office, President Joe Biden reversed a ban put in place by former President Donald Trump on critical race theory and anti-racist training in government agencies. In response, Mr Trump claimed that teaching it verges on psychological abuse. In an op-ed published on the Real Clear Politics website, Mr Trump claimed CRT was twisted and completely antithetical to everything that normal Americans of any colour would wish to teach their children. He says that the left's vile new theory teaches students that judging people by the colour of their skin is a good idea and that the country is systemically evil, instead of helping young people discover that America is the greatest, most tolerant and most generous nation in history. Despite very few American classrooms actually teaching it, at least five states have already passed legislation banning CRT from schools and more are considering doing the same. 
Republican Senator Ted Cruz says teaching critical race theory to children is basically telling them that every white person is a racist. Critical race theory says America is fundamentally racist and irredeemably racist. Critical race theory seeks to turn us against each other, and if someone has a different color skin, seeks to make us hate that person. And let me tell you right now, critical race theory is bigoted, it is a lie, and it is every bit as racist as the Klansmen in white sheets. The actual definition of critical race theory is that it's an academic framework that seeks to critically examine how racism is embedded into our political, legal and institutional systems. It examines social, cultural and legal issues as they relate to race and racism. To put it into Australian terms, it's looking at how the systems in place here work differently for First Nations people than they do for white Australians, for example. The fact that First Nations people are incarcerated at a rate much higher than others, the justice system showing signs of systemic racism. It works on the premise that societies like Australia, despite telling people that they're equal now and dismantling old, obviously racist structures and bringing in new ways to ensure discrimination is outlawed, the country itself is actually built on structural systemic racism and that people can be put into categories of the oppressed and the oppressors based on their race, gender or ethnicity. That's why some people believe it's racist, that it places all white men in particular firmly in the oppressor's role. Former Prime Minister John Howard was recently on TV as part of the ABC's Australia Talks survey broadcast. He told hosts Nazim Hussain and Annabel Crabb that he doesn't believe underlying racism in Australia really exists. Mr Howard, after the Cronulla riots, you refused to call it out as racist. Instead, you said there is no underlying racism in Australia. Yet today, 76% of Australians say there is a lot of racism in Australia. Are Mm. they wrong? Well, that has not been my experience. I can say I I have to respectfully to that 76% say that I don't think there is underlying racism in Australia. I think there are racists in Australia. You don't think there's an underlying racism? No, I don't. On reflection, would you characterise the Cronulla riots as racist? No, I, I, I don't. I don't alter my view. I remember that very, very vividly. My view about the Cronulla riots was, was not an example of, of underlying racism. I think that is a, a supremely pessimistic view uh, of the Australian community. And I've seen so many examples of where people of different races have worked together in a seamless fashion for the common good. I I think that's a hugely pessimistic view of the Australian community. If you don't remember the Cronulla riots, it happened back in 2005 after a group of surf lifesavers were assaulted by men of Middle Eastern appearance who'd reportedly been insulting girls on the beach at Cronulla, south of Sydney. A week later, thousands of people descended on the area to protest, That protest soon turned into violent assaults on anyone of Middle Eastern appearance. A text message sent around at the time called for people to head to the beach for Leb and Wog bashing day. Then Premier Morris Iama said this was definitely an example of underlying racism in the community. Many critics of Mr Howard's remarks pointed out that it would be unlikely that a white man in Australia had experienced racism that you can't disagree that it hasn't been his experience because his privilege has sheltered him from it, perhaps even blinded him to it. To understand how systemic institutional or societal racism exists, you need to first know the difference between being racist and racism itself. 
Former MasterChef winner Adam Liao tweeted after Mr Howard's comments, saying while he had the conclusion backwards, the former PM should be given credit for drawing the important distinction between racism as a system and racists as a group. Now, you might not be racist, but do you benefit from racism embedded into the systems of Australia? To talk us through CRT and help us understand why critical race theory has all of a sudden become an issue here in Australia is Dr Letitia Anderson, lecturer in humanities at Southern Cross University. She's a dual research specialist in inclusive higher education, teaching and partnerships, as well as race relations in Australian society. She's also worked in the Indigenous Rights and Reconciliation Movement as the Executive Officer for the New South Wales Reconciliation Council. Letitia, how much of the resistance to critical race theory here in Australia can we trace back to the far-right movement in the US right now? I think we can see a lot of really clear connections because it wasn't really something that was known outside of some very small academic circles in Australia and some activist circles before this year. It wasn't really something you'd expect to read a big article in the paper about or anything like that. But we can see for the last year it's becoming more of an issue in the US and that's really strongly related to the Black Lives Matter movement. So because that's often been drawn upon in that movement and it's also represented a bit of a threat to some of the principles that Trump and some of his allies were moving against, it started to become a bit of a way to describe any kind of conversation that's about racial injustice, racial disparities, any attempts to change institutions. And so we can really see that the language of the bill that went through Parliament and the language of the bills that have gone through US state legislature as well are really similar and they're really tightly connected. And we've seen that Hanson in particular has been very overt in trying to import some of these far-right kind of moves and rhetoric in the past, including trying to ally herself with organisations like the National Rifle Association. Can you talk us through exactly how CRT was going to be taught to children in schools and what it actually aimed to teach them? CRT itself has not really been developed to be taught to children. It's a very academic discipline and what's been described as CRT at the moment is not necessarily what academics would consider to be CRT. So the way that the kind of public discourses are describing it, it's sort of either misrepresenting it entirely or describing it as anything that sort of mentions race, anything about diversity and inclusion. So what we talk about as critical race theory in an academic context is a very specific branch of academic scholarship that looks at how race is implicated in institutions and systemic racism. So if we're talking about whether that would be taught to children, it's not really a topic that would be taught to children. The general principles of CRT are definitely things that we can discuss with children and we should be discussing with children. They're able to grasp general principles like the unfairness of discriminating against someone based on their race, the idea that we are not really different biologically, but that these are social categories that are used to separate people. So I think that's sort of really a bit hard to address those questions because when there's this outcry about CRT in schools, there might be some specific instances, for example, advanced legal studies or history where discussing the academic concept and even looking at maybe some of the texts that are generated in an academic context might be appropriate. 
but generally it's not a theory that was developed to work with children. Well, can we talk about that for a second? How does critical race theory apply to Australian systems? So the theory itself in academic literature was developed in the US and it has a very specific focus on US history and US experiences. But the general concepts can be extended to and applied in Australia as well. So the US, like Australia, was a settler colonial society and it still has a white majority society where the institutions were in large part developed during a period where people of colour and other ethnic minorities did not have very much influence on the development of those institutions and laws. So in Australia, we now have a Racial Discrimination Act that should prevent discrimination being legal. However, this act can be and has been suspended by the government. We have well-documented racial disparities in regards to health, law, education and employment for Australians. So in addition to historic examples of racial discrimination at a systemic level in Australia, we have evidence of it in the present as well. So CRT is one of many different approaches that can be directly and indirectly applied by academic researchers in Australia to document, explain and propose solutions to some of these issues. CRT can also be applied by practitioners and activists as ways to explain and understand the work that they can do in spheres outside of academia. Atisha, what do we say to people who say CRT is racist because it does put people into certain categories, oppressed, oppressors, things like that? What do you say to people who say teaching this to anybody or even talking about this is actually creating a divide? I think there seems to be a few different kind of arguments for why CRT is racist in what I've read. So some of that simply relies on a mischaracterization or a misinterpretation of what CRT is. Whether that's deliberate or accidental because it's not understood is not always clear. So the example that we used in the article that Trump was using to attack CRT is that CRT teaches that the US is evil. There's also discussions sometimes saying that it's intended to make people feel self-hate or that it advocates racial segregation. So these are not concepts that you would see in academic and activist writing about CRT. So there's obviously some element there to mischaracterization. Another argument really seems to revolve around the idea that if we even mention someone's race or mention the position that they have in society or the impact that race might have on a person's experience, this is in and itself racist. That's not actually what racism is. So this is usually kind of a colorblind approach to racism. So the idea that if we don't mention it, it actually doesn't exist. So if we don't mention the fact that there are these massive racial disparities in society, that there are these real preponderance of white dominance in lots of different sort of industries and factors of life in countries like Australia and the US, then it doesn't exist. But that's not actually true. So we know that there's plenty of research that not only are these racial disparities real, they actually exist and we need to find out why they do, especially if we think that our laws are following this colourblind approach and treating everyone equal. Why is it that we still have these disparities? The other thing is that as individuals, we do notice these things. So even small children notice skin colour differences from an early age and they notice patterns as well. So things like racial stereotyping of bad people on TV shows is something that children pick up very early as a pattern. So a colourblind view pretends that no one sees race and no one 
needs to know about the evidence of racism embedded within institutions and systems. So implicit or explicit in a lot of CRT research and writing is a change agenda. So assuming that the intention of this research is to actually make the systems more fair and more equal. So I think that's probably what causes a lot of the alarm about this when it's encountered because it's not just saying these how things are, it's saying we're going to be able to change them by looking at them. Angela Davis, an American political activist, philosopher, academic and author, put it this way. In a racist society, it's not enough to be non-racist, we must be anti-racist. That means identifying the systems that benefit some but work against others. Many of us also don't know how to turn that into action. Luke Pearson from the First Nations news website Indigenous X says it's like being a doctor. It doesn't matter how much you hate sickness or wish you could cure the sick. You need to know how to do it. Otherwise, you're just sending thoughts and prayers. Critical race theory would not be taught in schools here. It's too advanced for children. But would arming them with the knowledge of how racism is part of the foundation on which our country was colonised and built help go some way towards changing those systems? A lot of children in Australian schools are likely to already have experienced racial discrimination or have witnessed it. So it's not something that we can sweep under the carpet and say, well, it'll have to wait till they get to university to talk about it. So even from a really young age, there's a lot of core ideas from research about race and racism that sometimes are found in CRT but are also found in other approaches that we can make part of children's education and we should. So the fact that we have a shared common humanity, that we're not fundamentally different from each other just because we have a different skin colour, that despite being the same under the skin in the past and sometimes even still today, people have been treated as if they aren't equal. And even really young children have a really strong sense of fairness and that makes a lot of sense to them. And it's important to emphasise as well that racism is not just individual, mean or nasty people, but it can be whole systems that enforce racial discrimination and white supremacy. So since it's not fair that we have these systems, we can and we should work to change them. And I think that sense of hope is probably the most important thing that we can take into school environments so that we're not sort of teaching it as something in the past or something that can't be changed, but something that we actually can work on in the here and now to make our societies the things that we want them to be. That's the quickie for today. This episode was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with audio production by Ian Camilleri. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.